Light Warrior Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Karen Can, the number one award-winning, best-selling international author. I think I'm supposed to say all those things. Um, <laughs> of the books, Sensitivity is Your Superpower, Navigating the Clickety Clack, How to Stay Peace-Filled in a Seemingly Toxic World, Evolutionary Healer, and Guide to Healing Chronic Pain, a Holistic Approach. And I'm super excited that you're here today because I have a very good friend with me today. Her name is Nicole Thibodeau, and she is a divine uh, oracle. Sorry, Oracle of Divine Transmissions. I should know that one. <laughs> um, and uh, we're actually going to be doing some group channeling today. So I hope you're with us live because this is going to include you. Yes, include you. So we'll be doing that a little later in the show. And today our topic is about um, divine human. Are you divine human? Do you consider yourself a divine human? Like living as, in a, uh, as a divine human is easier than anyone can think. Many people already use their divine gifts on a daily thesis, but unconsciously. Um, and the fact is that most people are afraid of what they will discover when they tap into their divine energy and divine power. So many I know that, myself included, that just did not believe that we had any power, that we, I mean, let alone that we are divine, you know, it's sort of like God was out there and I'm over here, the little me, you know, and I'm supposed to worship this God and, you know, all these kinds of things that I learned growing up, whether that was meant to be that way or that's the way I interpreted it. So, um, you know, we can have lifetimes of belief systems that are carried with us in our ancestry um, from generation to generation. And, um, yeah, maybe they're there to have protected us, but I don't think it's working anymore. And, and my guest, Nicole, is going to be talking about that, like how to live as a divine human. Like how do you get out of the maze of emotions, especially what's going through, you know, uh, the whole world right now since the whole pandemic. Um, what about these repeating patterns, um, you know, that, that may keep us blocked? Um, and how can we embrace our divine power. You know, she is a channeler and mentor. She assists spiritually evolving gentle souls to have more clarity, peace, and divinity in their life. And uh, through her program, Embrace Your Divine Power, um, she actually is most passionate about assisting gentle souls to embrace their power and be master of their lives, bringing peace, harmony on the planet, one heart at a time. And she's worked with clients from around the world, channel for groups in her community and internationally. She uses light language and toning, also creates codes, which are images infused with high frequencies uh, to assist her clients in activating energies in a very simple, gentle, yet powerful way. And, and uh, I have the privilege of being able to um, actually see, preview, if you will, uh, her upcoming book that she has published, publishing, and, and these have these codes in it. They are amazing images. It's like every chapter you get like a mini healing <laughs> with these images. So I'm super excited for when this is going to be launched later on this year. So in this show, we're going to talk about the three common belief systems that block us from connecting freely with the divine within us, um, what three actions you can take to release some of the blocks and connect to the divine within you deeply, effectively, and securely, um, maybe some of the tools uh, that we can uh, use to assist us in clearing the blocks. Um, that make us unable to connect to our divine power. And then the wonderful channeling she's going to do, uh, the divine mother's message. We'll ask her, you know, who is divine mother? Who is she channeling? Um, what's that been in her uh, journey? So if you'd like to know more about Nicole, you can visit her website at www.nicolethibodeau.ca. And that is spelled N-I-C-O-L-E-T-H-I-B-O-E-A-U. It is French. So if you're 
Uh, if you know French, you know how to spell it. So uh, NicoleThibodeau.ca. And we actually have a very special gift. We're going to um, share the link with, uh, for that in a little bit, something that Nicole has created for our tribe, which is very, very nice and sweet. So um, without further ado, I'd like to welcome Nicole to the show. So, Nicole, are you there? Can you hear us? Let's see. Um, I wonder if it's my audio. <laughs> okay, let me go check. Let me double check because uh, I'm using a different mic today. Um, uh, looks good. Microphone. Yep. Okay, that's the microphone. And let me hang on. Let me just check the audio. Listening in. Uh, yeah, that should work. Hmm. All right, so I'm just going to go ahead and messenger Nicole on Facebook just to see if it's on my end or on her end. Um, but I don't see any issue with my audio on my end, or at least I can't really see that there's an issue. Hmm. Okay, well, you know what we could do is we could actually unmute someone else <laughs> and see if they can hear me. So let's see if I recognize any of these numbers. Um, okay, so I'm going to actually I'm going to um, go ahead and mute Nicole on the console and then just unmute again, see if that works. Okay, and uh, let's see, who do we have on here today? Um, I have someone with area code 917, so I'm hoping you can help me out and um, see if you can hear my voice. So I'm going to unmute you, and you don't have to say who you are in case you're shy, but I just want to see whether or not you can hear me. Hello, 917. Hello, Dr. Karen. Hello, Dr. Karen. It's Gabrielle, and I can hear you well. I even sent you an email because clicking on the link to your radio show you provided in your email the link is not working. I dialed in, so maybe. Oh. Well, I did change so the, link, on the link, but I thought I changed it change to the, the correct link. link. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think I just sent that out on Facebook again, but I did. There was a spelling mistake on the link, and so I changed the link. Um, but I wonder whether that did not get through on um, whatever uh, was sent out automatically. Okay, thank you. I really appreciate you um, helping us out with that. So I'm going to meet you in. And, um, okay, so now I'm going to go back. Okay, so I do hear from Nicole here. So let me just go ahead and um, let's see here. Separate emails. Yeah, okay, yep. I do see Nicole's email here. And I wonder, I wonder whether we had to... Um, because I changed the link of the because of the spelling mistake, I wonder whether that's why that link's not working. Let me see if I can send it again and whether it'll allow me to send another link to you, Nicole. Never thought of that one. <laughs> okay, so let's see if you get that one. And then in the meantime, I'll give you the phone number. So anyone who wants to call in and ask Nicole a question later on, the number is and it's the same number that Nicole um, can call on. Uh, I know it's long distance, but it's 818-514-1190. And hit one so we know your hand is up. 
Uh, I think that's uh, sometimes the problem with uh, if we if we make spelling mistakes is then the link changes and then the possibly the call in link to the person changes, which is news, which is new stuff for us. <laughs> that hasn't happened before, so go figure. Um, anyway, uh, but I do see uh, that uh, Nicole had called in, so I think we'll have her call in another way. And um, yeah. So I would love, if you're on the chat, I've actually opened that as well. Now, the last couple of weeks, I haven't had anybody on the chat, which is interesting. So I'm not really sure whether it is the chat isn't working. It looks like it's working. But if you are online and you could see the chat box, if you could go ahead and type some stuff in or log in in the chat and type some stuff in so I can see whether that's working, that would be really helpful as well. Yes, thank you so much. Okay, awesome. So. Um, uh, I guess it would be good to know what phone number Nicole is. Uh, okay, there we go. Let me try this one now. Nicole? Huh. Weird. Still not hearing. Hmm. Yeah, it's almost like there is no mic or something. Um, okay, so let me just see who this is because uh, I don't um, – do I have Nicole's phone number? Let me check. Uh, okay, so – here she's on Messenger. What's your phone number? You're calling from. If you're using phone. Because okay. I do have some with their hand up, but I'm not sure that's you, Nicole. So let me see if I can find you on my contact list here. This is where you learn. Uh, okay, I got your area codes. That is not you. Okay. All right. Yeah, I really wish we could uh, call out, but uh, unfortunately, that's not even, I don't think that's a thing with our radio show that we can do today. So I'm going to mute that line and go ahead and unmute you again, Nicole, and see. Okay, so Nicole, you may have to use the phone. Um Because the link isn't working for whatever reason. Yeah, I can see you. I just can't hear you. (laughs) Shoot. (laughs) We need to be able to hear you, right? And uh, thanks for everyone who's uh, just logging in right now. And uh, if you had the wrong link, I apologize. Um, Not being able to see the show. So let me just go ahead and I'll just go ahead and text um, Tasha just to make sure she can re-email it out here real quick, I think. (laughs) Oh, actually, no. Let me do it through Messenger. That might be fast. Okay, so okay, sorry for the typing in the background. Okay, sorry, here we go. Okay, so I'm looking for Nicole's phone number here. And we're just still waiting here. Okay, so she's going to use the phone. Sorry about the long distance. Um, For those that are in Canada, I mean, that's uh, challenging. I understand. But uh, let's see who's got their hand up. So 970. Hi, who's this? First name. Hi. You had your hand up. Did you have a question for Nicole? So I'm going to mute you back up. So I'm not hearing you either. But Gabrielle said that she could hear me. So I know my my headset is working. 
Once I have dialed in, the line stays silent. Oh, that's interesting. Hmm. Well, we may have to do some healing here, right, guys? <laughs> okay, so those of you that are... Um, those of you that are in my tribe, you know what we're going to do, right? So we're going to go ahead and get into stillness. So my way of doing that is we can, for new people, you can rub your hands together. And if it's convenient, you can close your eyes. If it's not, keep your eyes open. And then um, stop rubbing your hands. Feel the energy inside and feel it moving. Okay, so we're going to go with that stillness space. So let's do uh, maybe a little clearing. So uh, the one of the ways we can do um, – okay, okay, I'm just type first, Nicole. I'm going to still in stillness while I'm typing. Isn't that cool? <laughs> okay, so uh, Nicole, I'll just say um, other people are dialed in and can hear me. All right, maybe it's a Canada thing. Maybe maybe the Prime Minister doesn't like me. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> a lot of Canadians on my tribe. Uh, okay, all right, back to back to business. All right, let's do the clearing. All right, so this is what we can do. In Topican Healing, we will check out what the Divine Path score is. Now, if the Divine Path score is high, uh, that could very well mean that um, this is for the highest grade good. So let's take a look. What's the Divine Path score of... Uh, this happening right now where Nicole um, cannot hear me or we can't hear her. 50, 60, 51. Okay, not high. Okay, so we may have some nefarious energies, which happens, especially when um, we are trying to get some important information out, right? So that, that's no big deal. Um, I know some people are like, oh my God. It's like, nope, don't, yeah, don't even have to go there. It's like, eh, happens. Okay. Let me just attack um, link. Okay, there we go. All right, so great, Nicole. Let's see. Nicole, can you hear us now? Yes, I can. Yay! <laughs> it worked great. <laughs> Gotta love the power of love, huh? Of course. Awesome. Well, how well, how exciting! So, just curious. Um, I know we did the whole intro and everything, and you couldn't hear what I was saying about you, but <laughs> but um, I just wanted to share with folks here. Thank you for everyone's patience and, and everybody's still on here on the on the phone. I can see and uh, online. Um, you know, Nicole and I met each other through Wellness Leadership Academy. I think we met in Toronto, right, Nicole? Like it was a yes. Wellness Leadership Revolution or something like that, and and. Um, and then, you know, I have to be honest, like, Nicole doesn't even know what I'm going to say right now. But um, I, at that point, like, in my healing journey, um, I had had, or people that I knew had some experiences with people that channeled, that they were channeling some interesting energies that were not aligned with divine love, light, and the source. So I was a little wary. <laughs> I was like, okay, she channels, oh boy, you know? <laughs> And I was like, Nicole's like, I never knew you thought that about me, you know, but I, it was a temporary, just a blip in my consciousness of that. But as I got to know you, Nicole, um, and I like and love people that do their own work. And just by what you were expressing, what was going through, what was going happening in your life, your family, your business life, you know, I was like, oh, she's the real deal. <laughs> she's the real deal. 
I trust her and I trust her channeling uh, because I, I honestly, I just don't have a lot of people that channel um, that we interview on the radio show. And, um, and that's because sometimes they're channeling ETs and not, not to say that ETs are bad. It's just that sometimes there can be an overlay of energies and sometimes they're channeling things. And there are some pretty famous channeling people out there that I'm not resonating with right now. Uh, and I won't name names, but uh, anyway, Nicole, uh, what, what, just curious, what was your process today? What, what went on with, with you trying to get on the show? Let's see what we can go back and Well, this has happens. been going on for the past week with technology. So. <laughs> okay, so it's not just you. Yeah, yeah. So we've had some technology stuff. I know Marcus has some the technology stuff, one of our colleagues. Um, and there's other people uh, that's had that. So I think that's really interesting. Um, sometimes it's like when I get a high divine pass score, it's usually like my angels talking and going, your help and assistance in this, <laughs> whatever, right? Whatever my soul mission is. Um, and other times when the divine pass score is low, that could be nefarious energies just interfering either temporarily or whatever. And then, you know, it, it then we just go ahead and clear it and then everything's fine. So it's not, uh, that big a deal. Okay. Let me just tell yeah. Tasha we're good. Fear, good, no, okay. So, okay, Especially so in this case, we moon. did have to do a manual clearing, but uh, people are like, yeah, but Dr. Karen, you didn't say anything. Well, you know, just going to stillness often clears things. <laughs> ah, so welcome, Nicole. I'm so happy you're here today. I am honored that you invited me to be here with you. Oh, it's, a, it's such a pleasure. I'm so looking forward to the book. We'll talk a little bit about the, the book later, but... Um, how does, you know, someone like yourself get to this place where you become, you know, um, a, a oracle, a divine transmission, so a channel for the divine? I mean, it's not like you wake up as a child and go, I'm going to channel the divine, and that's what I'm going to do for my job, right? So I'd love to know what your journey was in getting here. Well, it wasn't an easy one, but it was an unconscious one for quite a while. Hmm. I mean, when I was young, I had a first premonition. I was about five years old, and that's the time there was a crisis at home. And I told God, I don't want to be here. Take me back. Take me home. There's no love here. I can't do this. So this is when the first time I had a vision of, and I received that there was a man for me waiting for me who was very loving and caring and that I would get a lot of support with him. Hmm. Well, that was really young. So (laughs) what did you think about that? (laughs) It was so reassuring and I could see he was blonde and had a clear trench coat. Hmm. And it was so reassuring the love and the support I was getting that just, that gave me what I needed to keep on going. Well, I had been married for nine years when I realized that it was my husband. Oh, wow. Okay. Is your husband blonde? Yeah. Well, the first night we met, he was blonde, and he was wearing a a pale green corduroy trench coat. Wow. That's crazy. That's so interesting. Well, you know, it just showed me that premonitions, sometimes you have them, they don't necessarily manifest right away. It can take a while, but I think it was an emergency call they answered. 
Mm. So you had a sense of trust then, right? A sense of comfort and trust from that early age that something good was going to happen. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that kept me going. And and I also always had this trust in God. And, you know, sometimes I, I was young. I still remember lying down on the snowbank and shouting out loud, why did you leave me here all alone? Wow. So what did you feel like back then that you felt alone? There was a huge part of me missing. And there was just, you know, I was lonely, although we were a big family. There was a lot of us. And um, I'm the seventh and wow. the last child of the family. And uh, And then we had our four cousins living with us. And I really totally felt very lonely. And this, there was this part that was missing, and that was that divine connection that I had no idea that that was that at the moment. So when, you know, there was a lot going on in my childhood, my parents divorced, I was 11, there was, that was a year that was filled with all kinds of different things. And in my teenagehood, it was a little calmer, but when I was 17, I had another huge premonition and it was my best friend's baby dying. Actually, what happened is I woke up in the morning unable to breathe. So I was tapping on my chest trying to catch my breath and to be able to breathe in because the air was not coming in. Mm. And later on when the phone rang, I just got out of my room and I told my mom, my best friend's baby's dead. The baby's dead, right? The baby's dead. But my mother nodded but didn't realize that I was telling her without her telling me. Right. So wow. I started talking about this, and I was really uneasy. It, I don't know if it frightened my mother, but she was uneasy with that. So I learned very young to be afraid of all those things. I had no one to turn to. Right. So and, your superpowers were, were working, but nobody could understand them. And so it seemed maybe scary to them or you felt maybe they were scared and you kind of turned it off. Oh, yeah. I repressed to? them totally. And, you know, my father now, I can say my father was a medium. My huh. mother probably was also, but she denied that. But everybody said my father was doing black magic. So I was afraid. And I said, I don't want to go there. I don't want to hurt oh. anyone. So, you know, that all those belief systems that I carried down and, you know, on me and I took my mom's belief systems and everybody around, whatever they were saying, I made them mine and I was holding dear to, dearly to them. <laughs> so I had to work a lot on myself to be able to clear all of that. So the doorway into that was when I was initiated into Reiki. And that was like okay for me because it was a system I was being guided and I knew that by doing that I had step clear steps to do and that made me feel comfortable Mm. and you know when your soul has decided for an incarnation to do something they will take any trick they can to get you on your path so the door wasn't completely closed but with the Reiki when I was uh, initiated level two, I started to do it more, mostly by distance. Uh-huh. And I started to feel the internal organs in my hands, see them. I was, you know, different things happened to me. I saw them in colors. 
And when I talk to people about that, people say, wow, I don't see that. So I completely shut <laughs> down again. Oh, no. So these are people that are in like kind of like your Reiki you know, class, if you will, or fellow students, and they didn't they didn't have those kinds of openings or, or yet. So then no. it kind of scared you to like, uh-oh, maybe I'm doing something wrong? Exactly. Ah, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> so I was a scaredy cat. <laughs> oh, I can understand it. Well, no one growing up, I mean, no one said it was normal. Now, why did you think your dad was a medium? Oh, my dad would just, one day he called me and he said, oh, you were doing this and that, that last week. And I said, I didn't talk to him and nobody I know knows that. How did he know that? Mm. Or he would tell us, oh, so-and-so just passed away. I saw them in my bedroom doorway. And I was just like, wow. okay. <laughs> and um, just before he passed, he told me that, one time he was with his father and his father was talking to someone in the middle of the street and he said, I looked at my dad and there was nobody there. Huh. And he he said what he told him was, okay, it's fine. You don't owe me anything. It's good. And he said, I asked him, why did you <laughs> say that? And he said, well, it's because he owed me $20. And if I don't tell him that, he's going to cross over. He's not going to cross over. So I told him Aww. he doesn't owe me anything so he can cross over. So you see, this is something that was from one generation to the other. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, he didn't really talk to you really about it, except when you asked. Like, he, I guess you didn't get any no. training? No. No. And I have one of my sisters that was a lot like him. Mm. And his belief was that he could carry down his gift only to his oldest child. Oh. So he told my sister that he uh, he had given her all the gifts he ha- he had and so my sister one night was telling me all this and she was beside herself and crying and I looked at her and I said unknowingly what was really going on and I told her I said that doesn't make sense you're born with that or you're not it's just no your gifts are your gifts his gifts are his gifts to me it made sense that whatever he had was his and whatever she had was hers and that we each have our own different gifts and that they they are expressed in different ways so she was relieved when i told her that because <laughs> she felt a lot of pressure and she didn't want to be like him because again it was the belief system we had that he was doing black magic Wow, wow. Now, your mom, did your mom think he was doing black magic or was just like other people around you, like family members or friends or neighbors? Like who was actually saying these things? Um, well, you know, um, my mom confirmed a few things, like saying, yeah, I've seen him walking backwards out of her house. You know, I haven't seen any of that, so I don't know. And, you know, so I, I don't even know what that means. So what well, do people they, think I'm doing black magic when I walk backwards on the street talking to James and the Apache? But the reason I'm doing it is because I don't like the crown of the road always making one leg we, uh, lower than the other. <laughs> so I walk backwards on the street. You never know why people do stuff, right? Unless you ask them. Yeah. Well, you know, back then, I mean, my father was born in 1922. So, you know, 
yeah. the 30s and 40s, I mean, people believed the church was very, very powerful at that time. So, you know, it brought yeah. all of those belief systems uh, to burst really powerfully in people's minds. Wow. So after, you know, it brought me later on, um, as my mom was in the long-term care before she passed away, I connected with a lady who, uh, Kuala, who is from Australia, and she had the Sacred Mystery School. Mm-hmm. And one thing I knew is what I didn't want to do. I didn't know okay. what I wanted to do, but I knew what I didn't want to do. And I said, I don't want to deal with the dead people. There's no deal there. <laughs> so I press it out my list. I'm not doing that. Right. It's like a conscious choice, right? You're, it's like you, in one way, you're acknowledging that you could do that if you chose to do it. But then you're like, nope, I'm not doing it. No, I was too not scared. <laughs> exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. It, it's not my thing. It's It's not, you know, I wasn't easy with that. And so with the Sacred Mystery School, I struggled for the first nine months of that year-long program. Every time I opened up, there was, I could use the word consequence to it, because when I began channeling, if I was deep into it, I would come back, and sometimes I had a migraine for three days, and I would throw up. It was just like, I was so sick. And one day, I channeled, and right afterwards, I felt like there was like something piercing the top of my head and twisting just like if it was um, a knife or something. Mm. And all I heard is, you wanted to open up that way? Now you're getting it. Mm. And I said, excuse me? No way. So, you know, I was starting to step into my power at that point. And after nine months, we started doing the healing sessions with the angelic mothers. Mm-hmm. I was like a fish in water. Uh, the one that was dragging behind and was always sick and was struggling and struggling and struggling. I could have given up, but I, I had this inner knowing that kept me going and going. So, and then I was doing those sessions with people and then, uh, that was really awesome. And that's when I started um, channeling codes and uh, those images that I create while I'm channeling. They are... Um, they they hold a lot of high frequencies, uh-huh. and I do also some painting, intuitive paintings. So I begin with intuitive oh, yes. background. I love yeah. those. It's, st- it's still my. It's still because I'm I'm lucky. Nicole's friends with me, so <laughs> I have I have one of her paintings as my 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 wallpaper background. Uh, it's be absolutely gorgeous. It's beautiful and just so I love the flow and the love coming out of it. It's beautiful. That's cool. So it sounds like like you were doing all the stuff in this class, um, in this you know mystery school, and having difficulty for like at least the first nine months of training. But your intuition said just keep going. And then when you started channeling the divine mothers in that point of your you know um, class of training, it was just like you said, fish to water, right? Just natural. Like you found your niche, if you will. You found that that's where I need to go. Did I get that right? Yes, exactly. Mm, that that felt so natural. Yes, that's great. So I, I'm sure, you know, somebody would love to know, myself included, like exactly who is the Divine Mothers? Like, what does that mean? Is that Gaia? Is that like, you know, an ancient tribal person? Like, who is that? Well, the Divine Mother, you know, you have God, you have 
goddess also and you have all the divine feminine energy so divine mothers angelic mothers they're all one expression of each quality of the divine mother oh okay okay that's cool so it's not necessarily just from our human perspective of what mother is no no Actually, I've learned, you know, working with the void, which is the pure love. I know for a lot of people talking about the void, I had to go through resetting my mindset about that. The void is a dark place where there's nothing and it's not a good place to be. But for me, what I learned is when you you just rest in the void with a divine mm-hmm. mother, it's it's a dark, loving, caring energy that is wrapped around you and you're being held and that's the pure love energy before it goes into creation oh my gosh yes yes exactly that's that's you know the answers that i've been you know uh getting from my questioning about uh, the void i call it the stillness uh, i call it zero points and um and then like the pinpoint of where all that comes from i call the singularity i mean different people have different terms those are just my terms but that's what i found too and people are afraid of the darkness but we're not talking about darkness as an evil or low vibrational. We're talking about the stillness, the void, yes. the empty. Um, yes. Yeah, and in TV shows, like, we wonder why we have these biases, right, Nicole? <laughs> so in the TV shows, it's like, oh, the darkness is bad or the void is bad. You know, you cease to exist. And, you know, it, it, it's almost like they're trying to scare us into not going there. But that's exactly where we need to create and connect with our divinity, at least in my experience. Yes, and I heard an interesting interview once. A man who um, learned Hebrew, actually he knows he, he, it's his first language, but he learned the ancient Hebrew, and he looked into the Bible in Hebrew, in ancient Hebrew, and mm-hmm. he said from translations to translations, they have lost a little bit of the first right. meaning of the words. And he said, everywhere where you read heaven... Actually, we should be reading heart. Really? And, and that, that still gives me goosebumps every time. Mm. And it's just like, wow, that changes so much. And it goes along with what I always say to people. The divine is not outside of you. It's inside yep. of you. Yes. Yes. I just got a shiver too, so <laughs> must be true. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that is amazing. Heart. Yeah, it's interesting because I, you know, I, my mom and I sometimes, you know, have these little um, mini, I don't know if you want to call them debates, but, you know, religion and, and God and stuff like that. And she actually is very forward thinking compared with other people in her age group who are very religious. And she's not very religious, but she goes to church and she's in the choir and everything like that. But her actions are very much in alignment with, you know, my shift uh, you know, in in beliefs, and um, I, I, to me, it's like that heaven is a state of being within, not a place you go to when you die, and you can only get there after you die. <laughs> that's kind of like, you know, how what I got from church, but I'm sure that's maybe not what they meant, but that's how I took it at the time. Yeah, I, and that's how most people got it too. You know. Mm-hmm. It's, 
for me, I always tell people, you know, it's okay if you want to go to church or any religion, as long as yeah. it makes you happy. Yes. And you feel fulfilled and you can expand your heart in that. If you feel constrained, then, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's up to you to decide what you want to do. It's not supposed to be something that will suppress what you have within you. Right. Well, it's interesting because I think, you know, some of my favorite church times were like Christmas because we sang a lot of hymns I knew. <laughs> um, and, uh, the, you know, angels come to visit uh, like thousands, you know, because they love the singing too, which is very interesting to me. But I got to tell you, I think I fell asleep through a lot of the other stuff. <laughs> it just was like, eh, you know, it didn't really resonate so much with me and I always thought it was strange I'm now I'm I'm trying not to make this sound judgmental so as a kid you know I'm or even as a young adult you know going to Catholic church and um, just seeing the priest and what they're saying and things like that there was always this question in my these questions in my mind like well okay so you're trying to tell us what to do or or lead us but you don't look that healthy <laughs> you know I have these thoughts in my mind and like you're really overweight, you know, you should take better care of yourself, you know, so I had all these judgments going through my mind, um, because there was like a disconnect, not to say that everybody has to look perfect, right, I'm not talking about that, but it was just like this experience, and I was like, well, how is that relevant in your experience when you haven't had children, and you don't have, you know, a wife, or, you know, whatever, and and it just, I had all all these questions um, that never really got answered, because I kept thinking out there, like I had to connect with God out there, that I needed the church to connect with God. And, well, I, would, uh, I would ask you, it, was it really a judgment or it was your inner knowing hmm. taking you to that place of asking yourself the question saying, well, I'm noticing this, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it doesn't reflect what I feel inside, what I'm receiving yeah, from good point. my inner knowing. That's probably right. because you were already tapping into your divine wisdom. Mm-hmm. And when that oh happens, <laughs> when that happens, you look around and it's just like, okay, this doesn't make sense. How come there's this and that? And, mm-hmm. you know, there's many, many different things. I know recently I asked a friend that I used to go to high school with because I, I said, okay, you have to be honest with me. Was I highly intuitive when I was in high school? And she started to laugh. She said, oh, God, yes. <laughs> and actually, this friend, you know, her mom had passed away. And she was really, she didn't like her stepmother. Oh. It was, you know, a difficult relationship. But, you know, what do you know about at 15, 16 years old about, you know, having a stepmother? I don't have what I had a stepdad, but, you know, but my mom hadn't passed away, although my brother had passed away. But um, I didn't know much about counseling her on that. And suddenly I looked at her and I said, well, maybe she's not trying to take your mom's place. Maybe she just wants to be there for you. Perhaps it's just your own fear of dying from the same symptoms as your mom. Hmm. And I blurted that out just like that. Wow. It didn't come through my mind. It just, 
you know, this is when you're channeling um, your inner wisdom. It just pops mm-hmm. out. And she looked at me. She was a little bit shaken by that. And afterwards, she said, it makes totally sense. And her relationship started to change. Wow, that's beautiful. So after I did the mystery school and I started channeling, I have a good friend of mine who was really open for me to go around her place to channel. The day that I gathered all the courage to say yes, I said, okay, I would do it for about five or ten people. And they started to laugh and they said, well, we were thinking more about 30. (laughs) And I said, oh, my God. (laughs) I was breathless for about five seconds. It's just like (laughs) the world just ended there. And I said, okay, I'll do it. I had great support, but this friend was telling me in the beginning, you're a channel. I said, no, I'm not. You're a channel. So we argued like that for about five minutes. And in the end, I concluded with, are you telling me everybody knows I'm a channel except me? And she said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, is this friend through the mystery school? No, she's not. She's not. Oh, she's a medium. Okay. She's a very good medium. And uh, she was oh. working with one of my aunts. And, and so she's the one who always encouraged me. And she took me aside, the, that channeling that I did for her, her people. And um, she said, how do you feel? So I'm feeling very nervous. I've got butterflies in my stomach. I just I just can't handle it anymore. And she looked at me and she said, good. If you would have told me otherwise, I would not have trusted you. But she mm. said, that's good. Now, you have to know that these butterflies are not yours. They are everybody else's who's coming. It's all their expectations that you are feeling. And I looked at her and said, really? And she said, yes. So that's why she had taken me aside. And she said, I want you just to go into your pillar of light and just relax and do your thing. And then we'll go in. I don't want you there while they're coming in because you are feeling too much of their energies right now. So that helped me to, to do that channeling for them. That's really interesting. Yeah, I've had similar experiences where I suddenly get a shock of fear and I'm like, that's weird, (laughs) you know, or seemingly uncharacteristic. And then when I figure out whose stuff is this, you know, and then I realize, oh, it's whoever, all of humanity, mass consciousness, mother earth, whatever, whoever, right? And I was like, oh, okay, so it's their stuff I'm feeling. Or even my client, of course, that could happen as well. It's just that oh, yeah. intuitive senses, yeah, of connecting against that. That was really great advice. Um, yeah, with clients that <laughs> happen often, I, I went to see a client. I said, okay, I'm going to cancel, and I received, no, you're not canceling. So I said, okay, I'm going. But I had a migraine. I thought I was going to throw up and you know I was so sick to my stomach and I the client came in and we finished and boom everything was gone so yeah. I asked my client how did you feel before coming in and she said oh I I was so sick to my stomach and I was I had a headache and I just I was afraid and I said oh, okay so when I came <laughs> home I decided to have a little discussion with my t- my divine team and I said okay guys I don't want to feel my clients like that just cut that off. <laughs> this is way too exhausting. And all I heard is, no, we can't. This is why you can go exactly where you need to go when you do a session with them. 
Said, yeah, oh, cutting really? it off probably wasn't the right request, I'm guessing. Yeah, exactly. So I said, well, could you please dim it down? <laughs> if, if I can. What do they say? Up. Well, they dim, dim it down. Yeah, it happened. Yeah. It, it went down a little bit because it was, I, I can't, you know, I said, I can't go and meet people and feeling nauseous all the time and because they feel that way. Right. It's like that incredible, I call that superpowers, you know, super senses, the intuitive empathy. And somebody can have absolutely intact boundaries and still feel deeply. I think that that's like a mis- myth, you know, that, that, you know, once you have healthy boundaries, you don't feel anybody else's stuff anymore. I'm like, mm, no, not exactly. <laughs> no. But like you already discovered, you can turn it down. You can't turn it off completely because you're, we're growing, we're ascending, and it's part of who you are. But we can request when appropriate and there's not something else we need to know, we can just ask for it to turn it down which is cool. Yeah. Well done on that. Also, one of my friends, what she does is she asked for if she can assist somebody, it's okay. She can feel it. And if otherwise, she doesn't have to feel it. And that's Right. If it's not your job, right? Or it's not part of... Yep. 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 Excellent strategy. Yes. Very good. Yeah. Great advice. Um... So we, we're talking about the divine human. So maybe you can share with us, like, how do you define divine human? Well, that's the word I created because there's no other words to explain how I feel and how I want, you know, express to express to the people is when you live in complete balance with your humanity and your divinity in you, it's one, it makes you, it's, it's a unity. It's a unit. It's not two different things. So, of course, sometimes, you know, we'll shift more into our humanity and sometimes, well, we'll be more into our divinity. But that's good. It's, there's no perfect balance all the time when we are really, okay, like these days, we sold our house. We're about to move. And it's a huge change for me. We've been living in this house for 37 years. There's a lot of emotions going on. And one day I just cracked up and I I said, God, please help me with this because I'm overwhelmed in emotions and I don't know what is coming for me with this move, but I trust. I trust that I am being guided with this. Uh And that helped me to embrace that part of me who's totally human and lives emotions and Mm. just a... Embrace it with my divine energy. Right, instead of, like, trying to get rid of it. And just yeah, try exactly. to stay in the high vibration. <laughs> no, no. Well, for me, that's... Because, you know, so many people are... I'm the opposite of most of the people that channel because they have a hard time anchoring themselves sometimes. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm so grounded, I had a hard time, you know raising my frequency so for me it's something if you don't embrace your humanity you you can't live your divinity with it i love that that's so great i see that on a meme (laughs) (laughs) nicole quote from nicole yeah and that's why you spell divine human as one word exactly Mm -hmm. yeah yeah because it's not separate it's together 
Because yeah, sometimes people want to get rid of their humanity. They're like, oh my gosh, I wish I was just back in the spirit world. I can, you know, create whatever I want. And, and this human meat suit is just ugh, so low vibration, right? Like, let's, let's transcend the body. And I think there's some, probably some esoteric trainings that, that's, you know, more or less say something like that. But it always didn't really jive with me in terms of that. Because I'm like, well, I'm here as a human on purpose. So... Why am I trying to transcend the body? I'm probably misunderstanding what they mean, but a lot of spiritual people think you have to kind of be out of your body or get rid of your body or your body is non-consequential. Well, you know, we are divine beings that chose to come and have a human experience. So if we deny it and we don't want to experience it, we're blowing up the chance of having that experience and perhaps having to come back to live it. Because we'll probably choose it again and then forget that we chose it. Exactly. (laughs) But also, you know, the opposite is also true that um, some people don't want that divine part. They fear that part. Oh, yeah. Of themselves. So, you know, it can work in both ways. But for me, it's finding that balance. And that way you can tap into that divine wisdom, all the divine qualities that are within us, that that are part of our divine presence. And it's, you know, it's there to assist us. And that's why, you know, when they always, oh, you know, look inside of you, you have all the answers. Yeah, but how do I do that? Mm. This is, you know, by embracing your divinity. And then you can tap into that. And that's when you can open up and feel completely secure in opening up to yourself. As I was reading one book from Cryon, you know, um, I forget the title, but, you know, you're going through all this, the, the houses and all that. And in the end, well, you know, it's going to be spoiler alert for the people who haven't read it. When you meet this being, actually, it's your divine presence that you're meeting. And then it, I realized that why am I scared of my divine presence? If it's me, I would never hurt myself. Mm, good one. So that brought me to feeling completely calm and relaxed when I connected with my divine presence. Tapping That's into that great. divine energy inside. Yeah, there's so many beliefs that we've grown up with and in our culture that make it seem scary to do that, that somehow you're going to hurt yourself or others. Um, because that's too powerful you can't handle it you know like these sort of uh, messages sometimes overt and sometimes subversive (laughs) you know messages are coming at us through various different media and school and channels and you know um, outside of ourselves so yeah I'm I'm getting to to why you're feeling it's important you know connect to the the divine within us yeah yeah, and uh, I mean, <clears throat> it assists us also, you know, when if you have um, something to solve, well, when you go to bed at night, you can just ask your divine presence to take that, that thing that you need, that situation you need to solve, and ask your divine presence to embrace it for you and just, you know, hold it during your sleep so you can rest well and get up in the morning and have your own answers. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, how many of us have stayed awake at night 
thinking, 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 how am I going to solve this problem? You know, I remember uh, over a year ago, one of my tribe members uh, who might be on the call today, I don't know, um, you know, posted on our Facebook group, help, need help. Um, you know, my, uh, where we're living, they're threatening a lockdown. That means we're going to be out of work. This is horrible, horrible, horrible. Please help, 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 you know. And, um, you know, everyone sent prayers and everything like that. But on the back of my mind, I was like, well, we can't manipulate the situation if it's not for the highest greatest good. Some mm-hmm. of us may have to go through that. And come to find out, a lot of us had to go through that. <laughs> you know, that whole lock, lockdown thing. But it's amazing how we, we can resist, you know, what is going on um, and then want to change it to our conscious human liking. Yeah, for our own comfort. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, com- and I know from just you know knowing you all these years is that um, you know comfort's highly overrated. Um, <laughs> we, don't, we don't grow. We don't see the miracles and wonders uh, within us, and and that we create as well when we're stuck in our comfort zone. Yeah. Well, you see, you were talking about you know belief systems that that we have that have been carried but not only from our family sometimes those belief systems can come from another life a past mm-hmm. life could be from this uh, and a past life on earth but it could be anywhere in the universe i mean you know we're multi-dimensional beings so there's not only this lifetime we're dealing with sometimes and that's that is not conscious. So I'll give you an example. You meet somebody, you don't know that person, you have never seen that person ever. And as soon as you meet this person, it's just you feel all the hair in your arms rising and it's just like, you, you dislike this person. They haven't Ooh. spoken, they haven't done anything, they, they're just there. <laughs> and sometimes it's just a part of you which I, I call an aspect of you, that had an experience with an aspect of this person. And there's a conflict there. So you're not resonating with them because it's not only you, as you in this incarnation, that resonates with that person and all that she is, mm-hmm. or he, he is. So there's a lot more at play. And sometimes... When I'm working with my clients, I explain to them, sometimes it's those aspects that come to the forefront and they're creating situations and they're bringing you into, remember this, you know, this is going to hurt, this is going, something bad's going to happen to you. And they're doing that not because they're trying to be mean, simply because they're trying to protect us from going through what they went through. They're trying to avoid that trauma to us. So I learned to work with them and just embrace them and say, okay, this is my lifetime. I thank you for bringing this to my intention. And if you need anything, I invite you to go into the heart of our divine presence for you to receive what you need at this time. And I just surrender and just let it go. And most of the time, it helps a lot just to open up. So there's, you know, unresolved energies like that that create blocks. 
And when you were talking about resistance, well, I've adopted that saying from the Borgs, resistance is futile. Right. <laughs> Love Star Trek. It, it only brings pain. Mm-hmm. Because it's painful when you're resisting. It's just like yep. I sometimes I I still do it sometimes. You know, it's just like, yeah, but I really really want this. But then you know, probably universe saying, yeah, but I have something even better for you. Yes, yes, that's so true. Well, there's all yeah. these things happening around us that we. You know, I like to reframe or reword how I say things now, and it's a work in progress. So instead of feeling that resistance, I can voice a preference, but I don't have to fight against yes. what is going on right now. And and we see that word come up a lot. You know, fight for this, fight for that, fight for your freedom, fight for whatever, democracy, fight for, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a very big fighter. (laughs) Yes. Well, you know, I mean, I mean, on on one hand, uh, you know, I learn martial arts, right? Like, if I chose to fight, I could fight for sure. I mean, I'm not talking physically, but other ways. But sometimes there's other ways of dealing with things outside of fighting that are more effective, um, and actually get us our way, if you will, uh, our preferences. Um, rather than that resistance. So I, I agree with you there. I, I used to think that was a terrible, evil thing that the Borg would say. Resistance is futile, right? Yes. Um, and so I, I converted it to, oh, they're saying don't bother fighting us because we're going to take you over and there's no point. So you just should just, just succumb to somebody else's whim, you know? So I was like, that's bad. That's bad. We need to resist. <laughs> but then now I see the, a greater, bigger wisdom related to that is the resistance is, is actually not helpful. Um, it doesn't mean that people don't stand up for themselves, for sure, or even voice their preferences and things like that. But the energy of resistance, um, actually, so you, you talk about blocks, you know, that, that prevent people from connecting to the divine. What, what, what else do you see in your travels? Um, there are many different ways that, you know, the blocks that can come with belief systems also, you know, like uh, I'm not divine. Um, You know, we talked before about, you know, that the divine is outside of us. And, um, you know, it's so many limiting beliefs that we have that blocks us from opening up and sometimes even just thinking that, um, you are unworthy. Mm. You know, that that is something huge that you touched gently at the beginning, you know, when you talked about the Catholic Church. I had that feeling in the beginning of channeling that I was unworthy to connect to the Divine Mother. Who am I? Who am I to connect to the uh-huh. Divine Mother? When actually, this is my soul's choice. And who am I not to? Right. I'm as divine. There is no hierarchy in the divine. I mean, we're all part of the one. So, you know, I'm just this tiny little part of the divine that chose to express itself in a human form. So why not me? And why why not be divine? 
Mm-hmm. And like I was saying, those are memories that are carried within us. And some blocks can come from another lifetime where there was a war or something, you know, that happened between worlds. And that brought, you brought that as you incarnated and it's lodged somewhere. I work with 12 chakras. So, you know, we go and look through those chakras and see what is the most important thing to clear for the person for whatever they're asking for. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's many, many different things that can be uh, bringing blocks. Right. Yeah. So just to, to summarize some of these, like we, first of all, think the divine is outside of us instead of within us. We think we don't deserve or are unworthy of of our divine self. Um mm-hmm. And then some of these beliefs are from other centuries, other experiences, other lifetimes where somehow we got, you know, pained, whether that be, you know, punished or even killed, I suppose, uh, for our beliefs and connecting to the divine. Maybe we were called, you know, black magic people or witches and punished. Uh, So no wonder (laughs) it makes it scary for people to connect with their divine self because they don't think that that's good or that's proper or they're taught against it. So yeah, those are really common, but really profound beliefs that can block us. Yeah. Especially if you hold the belief that it's way bigger than you or, you know, mm. or yes. people feel they're totally disconnected. They, they, they are in sitting in separation with the divine. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and some of our church beliefs kind of, unfortunately propagate that yeah and like you were saying because they say you know everything is in the heaven it's not within us mm-hmm. yeah so one of the ongoing uh, <clears throat> debates uh, <laughs> you know that uh, uh, I don't want to call it arguments that I've had with with my uh, parents is that my mom's like oh Karen just why don't you just let go you know, well, let go is a good advice. Um, but she says, you know, let God do the work. She says, you're not God. <laughs> right? And I was like, well, actually, <laughs> you know, um, you are God. I am God. And even Jesus said, you know, you all be God, you know. And anyway, so that didn't go over very well. But um, I think you know what I meant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, in those situations, sometimes... Um, I know my husband likes to say we agree to disagree, but uh, yeah. I would just ask my divine presence to bring the gift or the blessings to this person, to the, the divine presence of this person, so they can receive them when they are ready. Mm, beautiful. That is beautiful. And I, I found interestingly that sometimes, you know, after a conversation or challenging conversation, that, you know, my mom and dad will go to church and and the sermon for that day is perfect for what they needed to hear. Mm-hmm. You know, and they come back to me and they go, well, you know what? The sermon, it was such a miracle, you know, like, this is the message we got. And I was like, good one. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's neat. Yeah. So, so what, so Nicole, what are, what are some actions that people can take to release some of these blocks and reconnect to the divine deeply, effectively, securely? What actions do people take? The most important one is give yourself permission Mm -hmm. to connect to the divine. 
Give yourself permission to change, to clear what doesn't work for you. Give yourself a big dose of self-love. That's the major one. Now you can call in for assistance from your guides, your divine presence, and allow that divine wisdom to be expressed through you. Mm. And then just trust that you are guided at all times and you are safe with your divine team, with your divine presence. You are safe in your divine energy because you are that energy. And that's one of the reasons why I created my program, Embrace Your Divine Power. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about that because I think people, I mean, uh, intellectually will be like, oh, I get that, you know? Um, and, and sometimes they need a guide to experience it or to guide them on the experience um, so then they can guide themselves because people, when they get from that place of kind of, you know, lack of confidence, like, am I in the right spot? Am I doing this right? Like, what if it's wrong? What if, you know, what if I have false guides? Like, you know what I mean? There's all these questions, and it's helpful to have that guidance and mentorship. You know, yes, you're connecting uh, in that way, this is line, and just having someone to bounce, you know, your thoughts and feelings, uh, it's very important, accountability partner, if you will. So maybe you can tell us a little bit about uh, what is that, Embrace Your Divine Power. What is that program? Well, it's a deep inner journey. You know, it's when you are ready to clear many patterns and thought forms and blocks, even the ones that you're not aware of, um, so you can embrace your divine power. Um, you know, we'll be clearing those old energies, the old baggage that doesn't serve you anymore. And, you know, so you can activate the new frequencies and elevate your frequencies according to your divine plan. I'll give you an example. I, of course, I work with the codes that I created and I have the mm-hmm. mantra. And um, these codes will go and activate the new frequencies within each of the chakras that we work with. So, for example, the first chakra we work with is the Earth Star, which is underneath your feet. And that code, what it does is that it's to help to clear all the thought forms, patterns, and everything you've taken as a huge baggage when you were born, but don't belong to you. Mm. So, So you've taken mom, dad's, uncles, aunts, you know, grandparents, even friends of your parents. You've taken that as a package deal and said, yep, I'm taking this package deal with me. Thank you. And then we have to sort through that. What happened for me when I did that was at some point, it's just, I had a thought that came and it's just like, that's not me. That was my dad thinking like that. Mm. Okay, so... You're gone. <laughs> so we're changing that. We're rewiring all this. So this is how it goes deeply and it brings clarity. And for you to be able to reconnect and realign your thought forms with the divine energy within you. So we are oh, recreating. So it's a very deep and it liberates people. And as we move up into each chakra, the energies become refined. In the beginning, I was wondering why I was told that I needed to start from the lowest chakra and moving up because many times people work from the top down. Mm. But I follow the instructions. You know, it's just you got to start with that one. And they were really 
persistent on you start with the earth star moving up not the other way around just move mm-hmm. up and when we got to the heart and the higher chakras the frequencies were so high that if we had not cleared the lower ones it would not have gone through ah. that's why this this one this program is very powerful because we don't always see Everything that changes, we can't always quantify either, but it's such a deep journey. And it's not only you going on that journey, it's all your aspects are going on that journey with you. Well, that's beautiful. So is this a 12-month program? Yes, it is. It's a 12-month program. And um, I'm guessing people might need to interview for that. Yeah, yeah. Well, they can um, they can go on my website to uh, book a connection call to see if we're a good fit to work together for that program. Yeah, well, it does sound like a very gentle but deep dive as well. And um, you know, your energy, as everyone could probably hear and, and feel, is uh, very gentle. Um, and uh, you know, I think it's really important to have a guide or assistance or mentorship that where it's a good fit you know, energetically, because sometimes some people are so hard on themselves, they've been through so, like, put themselves through so much, they, they really need that gentle guidance into that, into going deep within themselves. Um, and other times, you know, uh, they may need somebody that's really loud, like I am. <laughs> or like my joke all the time. You know, so, or both, or both, right? We need a little bit of yang, a little bit of yin, you know, exactly. uh, in our lives. That's great. So um, um, so the connection call, nicolatibodeau.ca, is that where people go for that? Yes, nicolatibodeau.ca. Don't forget the .ca. Right. There's more .ca, than one. not .com, guys, <laughs> .ca. So Nicole's last name is T-H-I-V-O-D-E-A-U. So it's French. Uh, .ca. And uh, can you tell us a little bit about the freebie you have for us? Because I know you created this, and I don't even know what it is. So it's called Peaceful Heart Principles. So can you share what that is? And I'll give the link afterwards. Of course. Those are the four principles I use in my life to bring myself back into a peaceful space. Mm. And, um, you know, I talk about the importance of anchoring your pillar of light. So you are guided in how to, the way I do it, and um, the breathing, um, calling in for assistance. You know, I, I come back to that calling in for assistance, and I will always repeat that because it's a major key for us to call yes. in for that assistance. Yes. Because if call we don't, <laughs> yeah, well, if we don't ask them, they can't act. They can't help us because we have mm-hmm. a free will. That it's important. And there's the breathing and there's the toning also. So those are the four principles that I use. So it's all in there for everybody to, uh, you know, to give themselves permission to, to do that and be able to be in the peaceful state and be in their divinity during the day. Oh, that's brilliant. Uh, let me go ahead and give the link. I've pretty linked it so it's easy to remember. So it's karencan.com forward slash peaceful heart principles, all one word. So karencan.com forward slash peaceful heart principles. And we'll also link this underneath the show in the uh, social media groups, uh, just in case 
for whatever reason you missed that. Um, and, and that's fantastic. Thank you, Nicole, you know, for this beautiful resource. Um, the more that we can, you know, connect to our divine selves and be peaceful, well, at least in my neck in the woods, I just didn't understand that just miracles and things would just happen because I thought I had to push and make things happen in my life. And it was a lot of work. <laughs> and I was very stressed and they got adrenal fatigue and chronic fatigue, you know, because I just figured that's what life was like. This is one of those beliefs, you know, that we had. I'm unworthy. I'm not good enough. I have to keep trying. I have to work hard. You know, all these, you know, beliefs that did not serve me. Um, but being able to be peaceful and connecting to the heart place, and there's so many different doorways in, um, I just find that just things happen. You know, beautiful things happen. I'm like, well, I didn't really work for that. Or it didn't seem like it was work. That's cool. Uh, so Yeah, and, the energies uh, just flow. Yes, yes. It's so much easier. Like people are like, oh, I want life to be easier. I'm like, yeah, we got to do the work, but the work isn't hard. <laughs> That's the thing. It's not hard. We're used to hard work. We don't even know what it's like not to work hard, like for most people that I meet anyway. I don't think I've ever met or worked with anyone who's lazy. They might think yeah, they are, I, but they're not. Yeah, exactly. We we make it seem easy. <laughs> right. It kind of looks like from the outside, you know, like, wow, you know, so it's ease and grace. And um, I mean, you have a, you know, um, a chapter that we, we both, you know, got the number one bestseller, uh, Evolutionary Healer. Uh, so if folks don't have that book, um, check it out. You can get the, the paperback on uh, Amazon. Evolutionary Healer is the name of the book. And Nicole, you, you um, if you want to briefly just talk about not the whole chapter, but kind of like what the topic is in the chapter. Well, it's, um, <clears throat> sorry, the chapter is connecting to your um, higher self, but mostly it's, you know, being the divine human. It's just, you know, it, it's nothing very um, difficult to do. It's simple. And sometimes we forget that simple steps can bring major shifts. Yes. Yes. Yep, sometimes we think we have to, and it's not wrong, but sometimes we think we have to go on some sort of pilgrimage, like a six-month pilgrimage across the Andes Mountains or something, you know, (laughs) to connect with the divine. Like we have to go in the middle of the rainforest and, you know, go to a shaman and uh, take ayahuasca and whatever. And those are not wrong things. I mean, those are definitely enjoyable, amazing things. But it it works for some people. Yeah, but you don't need to do that. Like people no. are like, oh, I can't afford to do that. Oh, all these people going on these, you know, I don't have the money to go on. Well, you know what? You don't need to do that. You can choose to do that if you'd like. Yeah. It's a question of choice. Yeah. And, you know, it, what's very important in that is always go back into your heart and ask, is this really for me or not? And trust what you receive and what you feel in your heart. If it doesn't resonate with you, then it's not for you. If it resonates with you and it's bringing you something, then go for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Sometimes I will go with that exciting feeling that I get, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't even know why I'm so excited about this. <laughs> I just feel, like, excited. <laughs> and yeah. then I won't really have a, you know, logical reason for it. Um, and then other things, I just go, eh. It's all good. You can do that if you want. I just, eh, not really into it, <laughs> you know. And 
Yeah, it's, 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 it makes, it makes the decisions actually, I don't know about you, Nicole, but I found that um, it makes decisions much faster for me uh, when we're connected to that divine guidance, inner guidance, because there's so much being thrown at us today, like so much information, like people are on information overload and overwhelm. Yeah. But, but being connected, I just find it's so much easier. Instead of like taking a piece of paper and go, okay, what should I do? What should I do? What are the pros and what are the cons? And like do this whole like mental game. Now it's sort of like, you know, tune in, feel and go, yes, yes, no, nope, yes, nope. <laughs> yeah, and you have pretty good techniques to do that. Uh, well, even, even yes, even without the, those techniques, you know, it's still. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, just. Yeah, it's a question that, of giving ourselves in, permission great. again. Mm-hmm. That permission piece is really big. I think yeah. even though it sounds simple, but um, a lot of people have not given themselves permission because they're scared. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. 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 And I think if, if that if you're listening to the show, whether live on a replay and that's you, like you may want to check in, you know, uh, get the Peaceful Heart Principles, um, feel it out, see how that feels with you. And if you want some guidance, uh, that gentle, that deep journey over 12 months, you know, you may want to check, um, you know, check Nicole's website and, and get a get a quick call with her and see if it's a fit. I know you have um, a beautiful channeling message for us today. And uh, just so for people that are calling in, if you do have a question for Nicole about what we've covered so far, you can definitely put your hand up. The number to call in is 818-514-1190. Hit once your hand is up. 818-514-1190. Um, so Nicole's not going to do individual channeling, but she's going to do a group channeling for us. So I'm excited, Nicole. Okay. Just give me just a few seconds here. Mm-hmm. And remember that when I channel, I use light language. It helps to bypass the mind and um, it speaks directly to your soul. So that so maybe we can back up and just mention what light language is for those that aren't familiar with it who are listening in. Of course, light language is um, the universal language of the soul. So it's um, it comes from the deepest part of your heart when it comes, and um, it it's um, high frequency also. So it will resonate with you, and sometimes people get the knowledge that comes with that language, which is sometimes very difficult to translate into words, human words. Right. Because it holds so much frequency into it. Awesome. I invite everybody just to connect to their heart center. And to ground it to the earth, the energy of their sacred heart, grounding it to the earth. As we open to receive this message from Divine Mother, beloved ones. We are so happy to have you gathered here with us. Embracing your divine being 
your divine energy. We are holding the space for you and with you as you open your heart gently and say yes to your divine presence. Know that you are always supported on your path of discovery of your divinity. Always supported on your path as a human being. Embracing your divinity, many of you want to hold your energies into a higher state. Others want to open their hearts to their divinity, but they are afraid. So allow us to sing to your hearts now, to release these Energies that are deeply rooted in your heart, in your being. of you, dear ones, that are ready to come back to the one heart, to be held in the love energy 
to receive the healings of their hearts as we share with them that all is in divine energy, divine perfection. We call upon all those parts of you that fear your divine presence to come and be held by the angelic mothers now who have gathered together to embrace all these parts of you as they are being held in this divine love divine frequency of healing so they can release all attachments to their belief systems thought forms that were created that they are not divine and call upon these parts of you to be held with the love energy with the angelic mothers as many of them come now and they heal and begin to recognize that they also are divine and that all is perfect in their divine plan We now turn our attention to you, dear one, to your heart. Assisting you to come back into alignment with your divinity. Assisting you to trust your divine power. and to allow yourself to be guided by your divine wisdom.
Amtorokotinaki, Hutorokuchina Mai. We bless your hearts, dear ones. And see all this work that has been done according to your divine presence and the divine laws. And share with you that you will be held in a cocoon of love for the next three days. For you to continue to release any attachments that you have to the beliefs that have been released. We love and honor each one of you, dear ones, and share this deep journey of your incarnation with you, along with you, beside you, holding you, and cheering for you. Namaste, dear ones. I think, Nicole, you're the only person that I've ever listened to channel where I can hear multiple voices as you sing. I think other people have mentioned that previously on other things where, you know, we were on together. And uh, it's amazing. It really is amazing. I'm like, does she have a choir there? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, if you would ask me to sing right now in my personality, I can't do this very well. (laughs) <laughs> Only in channeling. Only in channeling. Yes. Oh, that's fantastic. Yes. Oh, thank you so much, Nicole. That was beautiful. Um, and I just want to let people know our time's just about up. I don't think I see any questions in the chat. Um, so KarenCan.com forward slash peaceful heart principles, all one word. You can get a copy of uh, Nicole's uh, beautiful PDF. And um, yeah. And and if you're on you know if you're on uh, Light Warrior Network on Facebook or MeWe you know just um, right underneath the show episode I'll go ahead and post that link as well just in case you didn't get that Nicole it's been a beautiful pleasure and um, any uh, I think I may have asked you and forgot the answer but uh, any um, word on when you feel like your book your solo book is coming out because I you know having previewed it. I've seen some of the beautiful energy-infused images in there, so I'm super excited for that to come out. Well, we haven't talked about that book. <laughs> so that book is called Back to Love Again, and it's in editing at the moment. Mm. And hopefully it's going to come out before the end of the year. Of course, you know, moving and all that just put a little, um, it slowed things down a little bit for me, but, uh, you know, everything is in perfect timing. So right. it's divine timing. Yeah. Well, great. Well, we look forward to having you back on the show when your book is launched or ready to launch so we can learn more. Absolutely. It will be my pleasure. Okay. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Nicole, and thank you so much, uh, everyone, for listening in. Until next time, lots of love. Namaste to everyone. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you, Karen, for having me. My pleasure. Bye, everyone.